This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What's up, everybody? Here we go. Hope you enjoyed worship. About to jump to the word here. We are almost done with this series, Stop Complaining and Give God Praise. Look at the person next to you if you are next to anyone and tell them, Stop complaining and give God praise. That's what we're talking about. It's in the Bible. It's all up in the word. And we want to do this because he is worthy. Amen, 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 amen. All right, here we go. I'm gonna pray, but I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 54. That's basically what we're gonna read today. We're gonna read one of the Psalms, Psalm chapter uh, 54. And we're gonna start at verse one. Let me pray and we will uh, jump into God's word today. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that you speak to people. We pray in the name of Jesus that you change people. We pray in the name of Jesus that you encourage people. We pray in the name of Jesus that you transform the hearts and minds of people because of your word. We believe this is your word, God. We believe it changes us. We believe it transforms us. We believe it is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. We believe that it is your word forever settled in the heavens. It will never pass away. So we put our faith in it right now and we open up our hearts to your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. And here we go. Before I read Psalm chapter 54, verse one, I wanna just share what we're gonna do today in the Word. We're gonna look at a certain type of psalm, okay? There's different types of psalms, songs in the Word of God, all right? Um, We're gonna look at one type in particular, which this is, uh, there are more of this type of psalm in the Bible than any other psalm. There's actually 60 of them. You got 150 psalms you know, in the book of Psalms, there's other songs and poetry in scripture, but mainly that book is what it uh, is, is where they're all at in the Bible, okay? But 60 of them, so, um, you know, uh, more than a third of all Psalms is this type of Psalm, it's called a, a Psalm of lam- Lament, Lamenting Psalms, a Lament Psalm, okay? So we're gonna look at this, and, and the reason I wanna look at this is because in, in the midst of this series, Stop Complaining and Give God Praise, you'll find in the Psalms, um, you know, it might be contradictory to the title of the message, but there's a lot of complaining going on, okay? Now, um, uh, in the title of the message, it might sound a little counter, um, counterintuitive, counter, uh, and contrary to the title of the message, but this is the point, is that um, even the word complaint is in the book of Psalms, right? One of the psalmists said, you know, I poured out my complaint to God. So uh, this is the point, is that there does come a point where you need to stop complaining and give God praise. But if you look at just Psalms in general, you're gonna find some quote unquote complaining happening in the literature, in the writing of it, and in your reading of it. But there was a process that when God's people, when the psalmist would complain or voice, something they're going through, that it always led 
to God and, and led to their faith. So, so we're gonna look at this. And this Psalm is a perfect example. It's a, it's a Psalm of lament. It's a lament Psalm, lamenting Psalm, however you wanna say it. Um, and so there are, there are 60 of them in the Bible, okay? So, so what, is a, what is a lament? A lament is, is a cry to God by one person or a group. A community could l- lament and cry out to God, right? But it's a cry by one person or a group with strong, deep feelings, okay? So in our prayers, I just wanna encourage you that your prayer life and your worship life and your praise life and your relationship with God should include crying out, you know, um, w- you know, uh, strong, uh, crying out with strong, deep feelings. It isn't always that, but it ought to be in there because us as humans, man, we, there, there, there is in our makeup as humans a desperation for something more than this world offers, a desperation for God. Uh, you know, the, the psalmist said, you know, um, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul thirsts for you, right? Uh, the, the, there, there was this longing, this desperation, not, not just some cute, you know, whatever, uh, but a legitimate desperation, a deep cry. The Bible says uh, that uh, the deep uh, cry calls unto the deep at the sound of your water brooks. So there is a deep cry, okay, that is inside of you. There is a cry for more of God. Um, than what you've experienced. There's a cry for God in you. The Bible says that his spirit within us cries out, Abba, Father. Um, you know, Jesus cried out and sweat great drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. There was a cry in him as a man on his way to the cross in his earthly ministry, okay? So, so here's the question. Here is the question, um, questions, here's a few of them. Are you discouraged, right? Or have you ever been discouraged? Is, is your family going through a tough time, right? Are you in a relationship that is tough right now? Um, are you suffering in one way or another? And so what is so awesome about the word of God is you can find a narrative and stories in just Psalms itself of people being discouraged, um, being talked about by other people, being used by other people, um, you know, being intimidated, whatever the, the emotion and the feeling and the reality was, but they cried out to God and they wrote it. And God's like, man, that, you know, that, that, and that is in the word of God, the, these stories. So, so, so you, the lament Psalms um, are, are what we can pray um, you know, we pray our feelings to God. We give them to God. We don't hide from them. We bring them to God. You don't have to hide or be or think that God is put off by your reality or your struggle. Like that's what Psalms is all about is bringing it to God. Okay, so let's do this. Psalm 54 verse one. Here we go. I know that was a long introduction, but here we go. We're gonna look at five Things okay, five things when you when and the subtitle of this message could be going through it with God. So, so Psalm 54, we're going to navigate through Psalm 54, and you're going to see how the psalmist went through it, whatever it is, 
with God. God wants you to go through your struggle with him. He wants you to go through your trial with him. He wants to go through the dealing of issues in your life and your heart with him, whatever it is, insecurity, uh, rejection, abandonment, sorrow, mourning, uh, discouragement, loneliness, depression, anxiety, fear, whatever it is that you are dealing with today, you can go through it with God. God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. He wants to go through it with you and you can go through it with God, okay? Psalm 54 verse one, here it is. Save me, O God, by your name and vindicate me by your strength to hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth, okay? Um, there it is. I'm gonna read it again. Psalm 54 verse one. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Verse two, hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth, okay? And I know this is simple, but step number one, whatever you are in and whatever you are going through, point number one, step number one is cry out to God for help. Cry out, that's, what, that's how they start. If you look at all the lament songs, there's 60 of them in the Bible. Every one of them starts out with a cry to God for help. They're in some kind of situation, but this is the point. They went to God. They came to God. Too many of us, we go to other people, other things, other, other, we go to alcohol, we go to, we go to drugs, we go to sex, we go to food, we go to achievement, we go to education, education, achievement, nothing wrong with that. Relationships, nothing wrong with that. Sex in marriage, nothing wrong with that, but we, Cannot go to those things and those people when it's time, number one, if you're going through it and you're in a situation, to cry out to God for help. Express your true desperation. Express it. Say it. Your longing for him must be voiced and expressed. You know, if, 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 if you want to walk with God and you want him in your life and you want to be where he is and you want him where you are, you got to cry out to God for help. Jesus did it, right? He said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? He's on the cross. You know that that is a psalm. That's actually a psalm in the scripture that Jesus quoted on the cross. Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Cry out to God for help. So once again, point number one, cry out to God for help. That's it. That's it. This is this, I, we're just looking at Psalm 54 today, but this is all over Psalms, man. That's how this thing. That's how it would start. That's a good start. You might be going through a situation, but cry out to God for help. You might be in a tough time. Cry out to God for help. You might be in a in 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 your, your job situation. Your your future is unknown. You you don't know what you're gonna do with whatever it is in your life. I'm saying right now, cry out to God for help. God, you know, save me. <laughs> Oh God, by your name, vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, oh God, give ear to the words of my mouth. Cry out to God for help. All right, let's go to the next one. The next one, verse three, 
Psalm 54 verse 3 says, For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Selah, or pause, reflect. I'm going to read it again, verse 3. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them, Selah. So here it is, this is so important. This is so important here. We're talking about stop complaining and give God praise, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you permission uh, to complain in the context of what we're doing right here. I'm gonna give you permission to complain in this moment. Cry out to God for help. What is the next thing you do? Here it is, number two is describe the problem to God. Amen, this is the point, is, is you're talking to the right person. You're talking to God about it. Describe it, pour it out, let him know. Come on, you put it out there. You don't need to impress God with your theology or lack thereof. You, you know, I think sometimes we're so concerned in our prayers with our theology that we fail to be real with where we are. And what, you know, we're talking about uh, the uh, lament psalm. We're talking about being real, okay? I'll give this, give this message today a different subtitle. Keep it real with God. Keep it real. Keep it 100 with the Lord. Uh, in this moment, verse three, the psalmist is describing the problem. Describe it. Say it. I'm telling you, it is liberating to describe to God the real problem. Be honest. Put it out there. You're not going to scare God. You're not. Gonna, he's not going to avoid you. I'm just saying right now. Now this is heading somewhere. This the psalmist is heading somewhere. But they they do pause here and they say, look, this is what's really going on. So I'm just going to give you some language here that 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 in a way to describe the problem to God. Some of this, this is just some real stuff that 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 people should and need to tell God when it's really happening, when you are really in a situation, right? My wife and I, we are married. She is the closest human being I am to in this world. I'm the closest to her. So when things is rough, I'm not trying to impress her, okay? Um, she's not trying. We don't need to impress nobody. We can keep it real. We can, we can say what's really going on. All right, and so that's what the psalmist did. Okay, so here, what are some things? Um, what are some what are some real language? I, Lord, I am hurting. Lord, I am hurting. I am lonely. That person offended me. I'm hurt by what they said. They, you know, I feel like smacking them upside the head. Lord, I don't want to do it, Lord, but I feel like it. I want to punch them. In the face, I don't know if if your your if you if your your pitfall is 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 is, is that is more of an aggressor or just more of a uh, maybe not so aggressive. Regardless, uh, the point is you're describing the problem to God. I want to tell you right now, describe it to God. Tell them, walk through it. You know, I feel lonely. You know, other thing. You know, I God, I feel like the enemy's winning. You know. And, and, and I know it sounds so counterintuitive to faith, but here, let me tell you right now, he's not winning. But, but in the Psalms, you'll read how the psalmist in this part of a lament psalm 
when they're describing the problem to God. They, they use that language. The enemy has surrounded me. Uh, you know, all this and that, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's something that, that, um, uh, is, 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 is real and they're going to say it. And it's what they are, have really, um, uh, gone through. Just, just read them, go through the Psalms. You'll find it. You'll find it in there. You'll find the Psalmist describing the problem to God. Okay. Another thing they say, um, is God, you aren't answering. God, you know, and, and, and when you're going through, you can be honest with God. Why aren't you answering? Where are you? Where, where are you? Why has this happened? Why is this happening? Describe the problem to God. Come on, this is step two. We got three more steps, okay? We got three, four, and five. But I'm just saying right here, keep it real. Keep it real. Say law. Pause. Reflect. God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I know sometimes in our in our Christian circles we kind of preach against this. We and 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 I understand the context of staying in faith. But I'm here to tell you right now, keeping it real with God, describing the problem to God is not a lack of faith. It's an expression of my faith because this is where I'm at. God cares. God listens. He his ears are attentive to my cry. I'll cry for God to help, and I'm going to describe this problem to him. The point is, is you're talking to the right person, and the point is you, you, you pause here, but you don't stay here. You, 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 you might sit here for a moment, but you don't set up camp and live here. Okay, you don't live in the problem, but you describe the problem. You don't, you don't internalize the problem and make it your identity, but you describe it. Have your moment with God. Have your moment. Tell God this was going on. All right, this person is getting on my nerves. This hurts. God, the devil's winning. God, you're not listening. Tell them. Tell God. Tell God. Pour out the scripture says your complaint to God, all right? Um, look at Jesus. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, had himself a couple times. He prayed like this, right? He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says, let this cup pass from me. He's describing the problem to his father. Let it, let it pass. You know, he's sweating great drops of blood, his disciples are falling asleep and he's like, um, can this, can I avoid this? Can I not drink this? Right? And he follows it up with something, but he did say that, right? Then he's on the cross and he says, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? Why? He, you know, uh, I think a lot of times we preach against asking God, why this? Um, and there's, there's nothing wrong. I actually want to encourage you when you are in a situation and it's time to describe the problem to God. I encourage you to say, God, why is this happening? I encourage you to do it. All right. So look, man, we need to learn how to do this. We need to learn how to do this. Cause look, um, if you don't, I, I'm just saying, if you don't do this to God, you're going to do it to somebody else. We got, we got to let God know. We got to pour it out. We have to 
pour out our complaint. We got to let God know, keep it real with God in the moment you are in. All right. You know, and the, the psalmist will say, man, strangers have risen up against me and oppressors have sought after my life. Right. He's describing the problem to God. Let's go to the, the next one. Next one. Verse four. Here we go. Verse four. Uh, behold, uh, God is my helper. Here we go. Here we go. He didn't stay in the problem, but he did describe it. He didn't stay in the problem, but he did talk about it. He didn't stay in the problem, but he was real about the problem. He wasn't trying to impress God with his theology. I mean, sometimes I just want to be real with God. I'll be honest. With you. I mean, look, man, I, I mean, I'm not going to lose my faith because I'm telling God what's really going on and how I really feel and what's really hurting. That, that, that's, I'm not going to lose my faith. My faith can't be lost because I'm keeping it real with God in a moment. My faith isn't that fragile. and My God isn't that fragile. All right. But verse four, behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. So describe the problem to God. But here's the next one. Number three is your declaration of faith in God. All right. That's what you want to do. You want to declare your faith in God. All right. There's the power of your faith in God right here. So say who God is. Um, you got to say who God is. Say who God is. All right. So the first one, the first one is, you know, cry out to God for help. Second one, describe your problem to God. The third one is your declaration of faith in God. So declaration of faith in God. Psalm 54, verse 4. All right. It says, again, behold, God is my helper. You're just saying who God is. You describe the problem to God, which is very important. I believe I'm speaking to people of faith. I believe I'm speaking to people that, that, um, you know, that are going to, that are going to hold on to God. They're going to walk with God. They're going to believe him and, and expect him to do what he's promised and to walk with him. But I'm here to tell you right now, you got, you got to learn how to describe that problem. You got to learn how to open up your soul and your heart. You got to learn how to just let it out, let it go and talk to him about what's really going on. Um, even this morning in, um, on our Facebook live, um, an Instagram live prayer time we did at 7 a.m. this morning. Um, we, um, we were praying um, about God's faithfulness. I just felt as we led, as I led prayer that in the morning, just to read scriptures on the faithfulness of God and just how faithful he is, just to focus our prayer time about his faithfulness, not about our faithfulness, not about our lack of faithfulness, not about um, our effort. I just said, man, let's just think, let's just, let's just make our declaration of faith in God, in God. And, um, and it was awesome. It was an awesome prayer time because you're just reading about God's faithfulness and then just thanking him about his faithfulness and just declaring, um, his faithfulness and that just declaring his word over our life that he's faithful to a thousand generations, right? And he's going to continue to be faithful uh, to us as we walk with him. All right. All right. So there we go. So declaration of faith in God. Here's the next one. Um, verse five, uh, it says this, he will repay my enemies for their evil, cut them off 
in your truth, all right? So, so the declaration of faith in God is just declaring who God is. And right here, the next one is, is, is just praying and declaring what God is gonna do. So you see the process here. I think where we miss it most of the time, in, in, the, in the circles of, um, of church and, and, and Christ followers that I've personally uh, have grown up in and been mentored and discipled in, literally grew up through my young adult years, um, in, in the teaching and in the, um, the doctrine and theology I was around, um, it lacked um, the, the moment in our relationship and prayer time to be real and honest about how you feel and what is happening, actually describing it, actually going through it and saying, you know, like, like you're talking to um, a friend, but, but, you know, Jesus says you are my friends. We, you know, like we can talk to God. We can be honest with him. And I, I, I feel that this is something so important, especially in our day and age with everything that's going on is, man, we need to just be honest and, and real uh, in the moment. And, and in that moment, really pour it out and describe to God what is going on. Because if we follow the way God has constructed Psalms and the, the, the manner in which they're written is, is, is the psalmist would never stay in that place. The psalmist would never um, camp out there and just um, and not leave the problem. But talking about it is part of the process because problems and trials and tribulations are part of the process of life. And so in the process of our prayers, we need to stop and visit that moment before we continue to declare who God is, okay? This is, is healthy prayer. It's healthy worship um, because it's the way God constructed these, this and the way he framed us um, is, is for us to be able to really describe and share our struggles to him, amen? Okay, so declaration of faith in God. Okay, next one is pray what God will do. That's the fourth step, is pray what God will do, all right? Say what God is gonna do, declare it. All right, here's the last one, here's the last one. Verse six and seven, uh, I will sacrifice to you. This is Psalm 54, verse six and seven. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. Verse seven, for he has delivered me out of all trouble and my eyes and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Verse six and seven, I'm gonna read it again. It says, I, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. You notice that when the psalmist cried out to God in desperation, describes the problem, declares who God is, declares what God's gonna do, and, and them actually go into a deep place of their heart and crying out and, and voicing the real struggle. Notice it does not affect their will in serving God. It does not, in the big picture, it does not negatively affect what they're gonna do for God 
it does not affect their praise because it ends verse six. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. You aren't a weak Christian. You aren't a person of weak faith because you walk through a prayer and a worship and you cry out to God and describe the problem. That does not take away your spirituality. It does not rob you of your spiritual strength. It is part of the process at times in our prayers to really tell God how we really feel, right? He says, I will freely sacrifice to you. It was just part of the, the, the journey of this prayer and this song was to go into the valley of their soul in a sense, but they end right back up and say, I will, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. So what you wanna do is when you, when, you, when you go there with God and you're honest with God and you're, you're pouring out your complaint to him, you are uh, pouring out uh, your hurt, you're talking about what's where you really are in the, in the situation you're in. Um, when, when you, when you uh, go there, right, and, and you take that next step and, and you declare who God is, that he's my helper, and you declare what he's gonna do. And then last but not least, here's the last one, here's the last step in, in, the, in, this, in this lament psalm is to vow to praise God. Give your vow. Now, um, this psalmist hasn't necessarily come out of this trouble yet. He hasn't come out yet per se, but he gives God a promise. God, I'm gonna give you praise. God, I will. He's speaking in the future here. He's declaring, he's saying something. He's giving God a vow. I'm still in this, but I will freely sacrifice to you. He's in this, but he says, I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. He's still in this, and he's like, for he has delivered me out of all trouble, right? So, so this is a song. This is, this is his song. He's pouring out, but he's saying, you know, he's declaring what he is gonna do for God. He gives his vow to give God praise. So you gotta close out your prayer. Close out your prayer with some I wills. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will give him praise. I will come into the house of God. I will seek, uh, seek you, God. I will give you my life. I will uh, open up my heart to you. I will receive your word. I will walk with you, God. I will obey when you call. I will, uh, you know, worship before you. I will seek your face. I will uh, step into what you've called me to do. I will take the next step of faith. You see what I'm saying? So he, they, they, he went through all this process, went to the valley of a soul, came up out, says, this is what I will, I choose to do. So, so when we say stop complaining, give God praise, I, I didn't say um, to not start. I'm just saying there comes a point when you stop. But when you, when you complain, when you pour that out, there, there does come a point when you say, you know what, I'm going to stop and I will give 
God prays. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.